0: not come third, fourth, three, sixth. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you no longer a racing driver. Right? We are competing to win for a victory. This is episode 41 of Clicking Balls. Uh, we're covering the Austrian Formula 1 Grand Prix, which was held on the weekend at the Red Bull Ring. Um, pretty exciting race for what we expected it to be. Expected to be a pretty boring, straight-up-and-down procession? Well, there were some interesting parts. I mean, you know, it was pretty much a procession
1: right at the front. Um, good to see Massa get up there. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for Massa. Uh, especially, you know, the unlucky series he's had, and one corner away from being a world champion yep. uh, for Hamilton's first, uh, Tim O'Glock
0: managed to fuck that up for him. I wonder if he's punched him yet. If he got a chance to slip a few in. Oh, I tell you what, he would have... He would have probably like to. I'm surprised Timo made out of
1: Brazil, to be honest. Well, I, I reckon Massa might have banged his wife or something. <laughs> I don't even know if he's got a wife, but if he, he would have waited till he had one and then banged him, banged her, him, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> he could still be waiting. Well, maybe so. But um, either that or Hamilton paid him off nicely. <laughs> I'm sure F1 would never resort to paying people to get the outcome they'd prefer. No. So,
0: <laughs> it was... Um, a wet qualifying or wet practice we had. And this first session of qualifying was wet. So you saw people sort of struggling at the start until they try the track out sufficiently to get on Inters. But not much uh, unusual qualifying besides the fact that Räikkönen got a bit of ballsed up with his ready communications and <laughs> had enough fuel to, to go around for his final flying lap. But team didn't tell him they need to get a hurry on in his second lap. And so he did a, a fast one, then slowed down and went to do his last flying lap. And didn't make it across the line of time, and yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with Raikkonen. He
1: he's not the professional driver that we've seen in the past. I mean, he hasn't yeah. been since he came back to F one, in my opinion. Yep, I think he's. I think he's trying to be too nice. <laughs> I think he enjoyed rallying so much because the rally boys they they tend to enjoy their time.
0: Yeah, he, he just didn't turn out to be that good at it as compared to everyone else in it. So <laughs> no, no, he can control a car, but
1: I think you need to be. Pretty fucking crazy to drive at 280 k's an hour into blind corners not knowing if there's rocks or deer or you know crazy fucking fans in the middle of the damn road
0: and i wonder how it goes with the navigator sitting in a shotgun telling him what to do or where to go <laughs> just shut, up. Just I there, shut up i know what i'm doing i know what i'm doing so no, you yeah. don't kill <laughs> me so yeah so that was i mean about all there was in qualifying you had um Fernando and Jensen. I think Jensen got through to no Fernando got through to Q2 which was surprising not only just scraped through but
1: it'd be hard to be pumped up for qualifying knowing that you got a 25 place grid penalty yeah um, so really no matter what happens you're going to be at the back plus with a five second uh, penalty and in yeah. fact I think he'd probably be better off not have gone having gone through because then the penalty is applied first which means that any penalty is applied after that you get moved up the order
0: yeah, um they had the upgraded aero package as well which um Honda uh Honda McLaren finally got their short nose to pass crash testing mm. which I mean apparently it's a completely different philosophy on aerodynamics as well so if you change that you've got to change pretty much your whole floor um your splitters and front wing and even some of the rear aero elements. It's but- funny they couldn't get one for button. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: not that it really mattered in the end. Neither of them really got deep into the race.
0: I think they're not too keen on spending a whole heap of money if they, if it's not going to work out for them at the moment because it's, they're going to be fucked for this whole season. So
1: yeah. it's it's bad to see like Alonso, most talented driver out there. Every, pros are even saying that. Yeah, and he's only finished two races this season. Yeah, um, and it's just uh, he, um,
0: and the uh, Manor guys who haven't scored points. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, um, I mean, apparently the front nose worked really well for the time they were able to drive it, and there's testing in the was it the second or yeah second in season test, I think this week after the last one in Barcelona was it hmm. um so they were hoping to test out that new euro package, but however Alonso got cleaned up or cleaned up Kimi in the race, and so apparently they've cut down their testing time significantly because they're not going to have a lot to compare. Yeah, it seemed more like he got cleaned up, but it, it did
1: look a lot like um, Kimmy got a little bit less traction than he thought. Um, yeah, from the angle, it looked like he put half the tire on the astroturf, and it was still damp from yeah. the rain, and that just lost all rear traction, and he managed to save it. But in that time, he skidded across, and you know, Alonso damn near killed
0: him. Yeah, and I can't remember if it was in the broadcast after the race or if I read it in an article, but they were saying that apparently the engine setting or the engine mapping you have for um, launching uh, you have to keep on that setting for that entire lap so whether it be from um, your start or from a pit stop now I don't know how, how true this yeah, is but, yeah. and they're saying that setting is what really fucks it with him and he, you can't get a handle yeah. on the
1: torque Or well, as I understand it that's to avoid launch control so you can't just have a setting and then bang at the first corner you change back into your race mode because right. uh, they want drivers to have to control it Yep. Ideally, they'd like drivers to have no launch setting at all. Like, you only have your engine map uh, just for racing. Yeah. But you need the low-end torque uh, for taking off from the pits and taking off from the line, so they allow them to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that kind of makes sense, I guess. But even if it, it is true, I think it's a pretty thin excuse because it's the same for everyone. So mm. surely you've got to, get, got to get your head around it sooner or later. And, I mean, even the accident especially with how tight it was, he had a decent start, decent enough start, and um, Fernando had a really good start as well. We kind of screwed them both up. Oh, Fernando was flying up the order. Yeah, so it would have been interesting with his package, what he had, and, I mean, it was supposedly Honda have had used their engine tokens for reliability upgrades. Um, It didn't happen in the first um, Grand Prix they used them, but you'd expect that they'd have to have some effect. And with an updated error package, you know, we will to see what happens. Well, Alonso's come out and said that he expects them to be very competitive in the next two to five races. Yep. Um,
1: I really hope that's not just optimism. Yeah. Because seeing McLaren, who've been so successful for the last probably 40 years, yeah. uh, just struggling so much. And part of it is the fact that the only people who've got a hold on the engine are Mercedes, and Ferrari's catching up a bit. Yep. But uh, if you don't have Mercedes engine, you're not going to win a race unless Mercedes fuck up. Yeah. Uh, Vettel got through because of Mercedes fuck ups. Yep. But um, you're not going to see the come from behind victories like we've seen last year. Yeah. Um, Not unless you know Mercedes get it really pear shaped and end up blowing engines left right, and center yeah I
0: think we need uh, really a bit of harsh weather to mix up a lot of races to make it a bit more interesting just to try and close the pack a little bit yeah well I think they're in Malaysia um, during the rainy season so that could be interesting yeah well like this race in Austria I think the lap times were one elevens or something mm. so it's a really short track I think the Maruchas are getting uh, lapped by lap like, 3 or 4 or something like that um, yeah so it's pretty easy to just... safety car yeah yeah something like <laughs> that yeah well, yeah, the safety car probably lapped them too. <laughs> probably could have. Um, so, yeah, it really exploits any sort of deficiency you have with the engine here, which, you know, it showed. But I think if you took the Mercedes out of the equation, it wasn't a bad race for what we expect of this track. No, and uh, like I said before, one thing that was encouraging was Massa was able to hold off
1: um, Vettel for quite a few laps. I think yeah. it was the final three or four. Vettel was all up in his gearbox. Yeah. Um And one criticism of Vettel is his passing ability. He's brilliant out in front, but uh, he tends to struggle to get by. And it it is going to be harder again to pass a Mercedes-powered car. Because the easiest way to pass is obviously when you've got DRS on a straight. But with Mercedes having the extra boost, um, you you really have to get everything perfect to try and get past them. Yep. Um, A little bit disappointing to me that Bottas was so far back. Because he's a driver that I think can be anything.
0: Yeah, he's definitely got good, big reps um, on him and Williams will do well to be able to keep him, uh, mm. I reckon. And uh, Hockenberg had a nice result coming in sixth. Uh, you did. Uh, it's
1: been a good week for him. It's been a fucking fantastic week, hasn't it? Yeah, had a crack at um, Le Mans, the 24 uh, hours. Certainly did. And won yep. first year. Um, funny thing is, that seat was supposed to go to Alonso, but H- really? Honda said no. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you'd have to imagine Alonso's just... <laughs> Gone in there and put his dick on
0: the fucking table and said, "What the fuck do you want me to do?" <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly right. That's that's pretty crazy. And I mean, uh, I remember hearing Nico talking about it afterwards on one of the broadcasts, and he was saying that the conditions for him going was that Bj. Was allowed to have his truck next to Nico's and was allowed to watch the entire race from the from the pits there.
1: That's a little bit creepy.
0: Yeah, it is kind of. But if I was VJ, fucking, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd love yeah. to go there and watch and be like, all right, if I need a rest. I'm going to need my little camper van here, which is you know probably a couple million dollars worth of Mercedes truck. VJ, it seems like a sort of bloke that if he had a truck in the car park, I wouldn't want my kids going anywhere near it. No, this is true. It
1: just seems that little you know <laughs> free candy written on the side or some shit. I don't know.
0: Just. Mm. He couldn't end up working at <laughs> yeah. no <laughs> I'm not worried about abusing him I'm worried about employing him <laughs> but yeah. um
1: yeah Kvyat sort of underachieved a bit as well finishing in 12th he had some decent pace early on but uh seemed to drop off
0: yeah he had a crash though which also sort yeah. of fucked his race yeah yeah um, I mean I think it was uh, Checo Perez when a bit of side-by-side action um did some damage to Kvyat's car and he had to get a front wing replacement that's in right. the first few laps, which obviously, on a one stop race, uh, an extra pit stop plus a, a front wing um, replacement, that's yeah. time you're not going to make back on track. And he and Ricardo already had five second
1: penalties anyway. Yeah. Because of the crazy amount of replacement they had to do.
0: Yeah. And you saw Ricardo run long on his first stint. Um, Trying to make up some places. Uh, went easy on his tyres for the first 20, 20 or 30 laps or so, and then put in some work to try and uh, climb up the order. And, and he did, probably like did, you said, stopped a bit too. He should too, have stopped a little bit earlier because it looked
1: like he finished with still pace left in the tyres. Yeah. And had he another three, four laps, maybe he could have caught Perez. Yep. But um, realistically, they, they overachieved. Um, yeah. They would have gone in knowing that their own home turf is a motherfucker. Yep. Uh, and it does reward straight line speed. Yeah. Especially with the inclines. Yeah, so exactly. So it's not just high-end speed. You need a lower gear ratio to get up those inclines with decent amount of acceleration. So yeah. you really need a bulletproof engine, which Mercedes have. Yeah. And, and it's suited their car
0: to a T. Yeah. And with the Red Bull, the best they could do starting from just about last was they just slim down their, their arrow a different angle of attack on their rear wing so that you're not getting too yeah. much drag. But not a lot you can do. And I think from, from their perspective, in public it's really hard to be excited at one point but I think Ricardo would have went to the team afterwards and said look our weekend was horrible but today we did a good job a lot of things you know ignore them but from today we did a good job so next week we start from where we left off which was a decent effort so you give a pat on the back behind closed doors but in public you moan about an engine that's crap and you stavished a point out of it
1: well yeah I mean you know, Renault finished the race I suppose um, yeah. which is better than Honda but uh, I think the big surprise for me was how competitive Toro Rosso have been yeah because they were smashing it. I mean, granted, they didn't have the, the penalties that the Red Bull family had. Yeah. But um, you know, they've got the same shitty engine, and yeah. yet they're consistently competing with the Red Bull team and beating them on, in this race. Uh, Verstappen finishing eighth, I think it was.
0: Definitely. And, I mean, a lot of people would claim it was down to Red Bull having better aero and with a crapper engine it doesn't give enough. But the thing is, Tori Ross have outdone them on tracks that have been sort of more lenient towards aero as well. So... You can't really have any complaints about it. And the funny thing is, he, Red Bull can bag at Honda in the, the main press, but Toro Rosso are kind of enjoying it, but they're stuck. They can't come out and say, actually, don't mind this engine. <laughs> actually, the the rumor going around is that they're
1: looking at Honda next year. There was a, a bit of a splash saying that Red Bull looking at Ferrari, but uh, Ferrari don't know anything about it. Red Bull don't know anything about it which normally means it's a done deal behind closed doors, but I can't see Ferrari getting anything out of it. I I don't think there's any advantage to them doing that.
0: It's come out and said that Marcion has said that he'll gladly give Red Bull engines from 2016 onwards, but I think mainly they've said that when the conditions were the Toro Rosso, they get a a B-spec engine, which was down like 25, 30 horsepower or whatever the bullshit figures are making up this week, and uh, Red Bull would get the full proper race-spec engine, But the thing is, mainly for Ferrari, they can hitch their wagon to a lot of positive um, press that Red Bull can give them, and they're not competing outside of Formula 1 for anything.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, Haas coming through, they're going to be the development mule, so there's no reason to have Toro Rosso. Yeah. Um, And if you're not having Toro Rosso, what's the point? I Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if Toro Rosso was sold to Renault, um, considering, I think, uh, when Mattashitz bought it, he bought it for a dollar. Yeah, how he did. Yeah. So he'll he'll make a profit on that, which would be nice. Yeah, I'm pretty certain he doesn't mind a profit too. He pro- Actually, I think in at the very least he'd sell it for two. Even if they said, "Oh, we just need a token money," all right, two <laughs> double my money. I wonder if they try and negotiate him down. <laughs> they probably would. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> but then, I I really don't see where it comes in for uh, Red Bull to Ferrari. Red Bull, Honda, I can see value there. Yeah. Just because uh, McLaren coming through, they would love to get uh, another take yep. on Honda because Honda and McLaren hasn't worked so far. Uh, I yeah. think it will work in the end, of the, In the end, maybe next season or the season after. Yeah. But uh, as it stands, if McLaren can't get it to work, then you kind of say, well, we need to communicate more. We need to work out what's going on. Yeah. If Red Bull can't get it to work either, then all of a sudden the pressure's back on Honda. Yeah, true. Because um, as it is, Honda are coming back and, you know, it's not like in the old days where the manufacturers would make an engine and just throw it in and it's all done. Yeah. The engine is part of the chassis now so it's got to follow the correct weight distribution. It's got to follow the correct hookups for the suspension. It dictates so much of the car yeah. that it has to be made in such uh, close communication with the chassis manufacturer that you can't get it wrong. Like, yeah. 3 mil tolerance is 10 times more than you'd even imagine having. Yeah, that shit not working. Yeah. So, you know, a millimetre too much track in the suspension and you're fucked. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it affects so many things. Um, having said that, Honda have had a fucked year. I don't think anyone expects them to do well, but I don't think anyone really believe they do as poorly as they have.
0: They expect them to finish. <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> they don't
1: finish with at least a point for uh, Alonso and at, at least beating some of the second-string teams, they would be bitterly disappointed. Yep. Um, especially having two of the best drivers on the grid. I mean, you've got world champions there, and you can say what you want about Button and Lonzo, but they are top-quality drivers. Um, well, Fernando is. Button's a good bloke. <laughs> well, he'd be better than probably a third of the people on the grid. I'd still take Button over Grosjean, or Stevens, and Mary. Yeah. Um, probably over Ericsson as well um, oh, I definitely take him over Maldonado um, I'd still put Bottas Vettel, Hamilton um, Ricardo and well, Alonso above him and probably on his day Kimi as well but um, I don't see him as any worse off than Hulkenberg or certainly not Verstappen um, but then again up and Hasn't even been able To grow a beard yet Have you noticed How drivers have been Like that recently Like uh, they grow a bit Of a beard All of a sudden They come on well Yeah well, Must, uh, must pick a, piss off um, Nico Rosberg No end Because I don't think He can grow one <laughs> Yeah well He wears 10 packs On his head So
0: probably not <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually that, He is always funny Like that Whenever he's uh,
0: Doing media He always seems Too shiny And his eyebrows yeah, does, are Too it, well he? manicured Yeah The Ferrari engines, I think um, it's in their interest to sell them to Red Bull because um, it's in their interest for F1 to be successful. And Red Bull are one of the key competitors at the moment. And so I'm sure behind closed doors, there's a lot of interest in making sure they stay in Formula 1. And if they have to have a custom engine, you'd prefer it to be yours because you know that you have some sort of control over what they're getting Mm -hmm. as opposed to giving it to someone else who's going to give an engine. So I think maybe it's a bit of a shrewd move from Ferrari, but it's one that's going to allow them maybe a bit of extra favours in the future as well, if it does uh, eventually go through. It could, but
1: Ferrari are one of the you know only teams besides Mercedes who sell road cars. Yeah. And being beaten by Red Bull with their own engine would look pretty piss poor for a, a team that needs to sell cars on Monday kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but the thing is, they want com- to beat
0: Mercedes most of all. Yeah, but they're not competing with Red Bull to sell cars. So, you can team up with Red Bull and say, this is the Red Bull Ferrari.
1: Yeah, yeah, which will happen. And which,
0: I mean, if you're winning a, a championship with it as well, hmm. that's a huge marketing process, uh, marketing bonus. And that's one that Renault never took up with, with all Red Bull success. You never saw, here's Renault, world champions, Formula One, and here's our special car. And well, they, they
1: did that a little bit, but they did it with fucking shit-ass cars. Well, in, well, I know then in, again. There's no
0: in, real great Red Bull. I know Infinity did it. They had the Sebastian Vettel Infinity car, but I didn't see Renault do shit. Like nothing. Didn't even see a badge on any car for yeah. the Formula One success. So, I no, mean, uh, there was Fred like a it, really. championship edition or anything.
1: Oh, I can't remember. But um, it was on one of their shitty mid-level cars. Yeah. But uh, the Infinity Vettel editions, I thought, were a good idea for the American market. But the problem with that is the Americans don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, and, then, and like, especially in America, you want big powerful V8s, you know what I mean? You want a big muscle car kind of thing, that tends to be more more their, to their liking. Or even and, a street-tuner version, because yeah. Infiniti tends to be that sort
1: of um, top-end market, like your Lexus.
0: <laughs> like Blackberries. have you seen anyone drive an Infiniti?
1: Yeah, no. I I have honestly seen more imported Nissans than Infiniti's, yep. uh, which are essentially the same thing, except you can import a yeah. G-Series Skyline. Yeah. For less than half the price of the local Infinity model. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't get support, but fuck it. And mind you, they're not that great cars anyway. Yeah. But um,
0: yeah, no, honestly, I'd rather drive a 20-year-old Skyline. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, he's still aftermarket parts, which are brand new. They're still making them for him. So. Yeah. Um, and And you need them. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah um... That's exactly right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Uh, what
1: stings Ferrari most is Mercedes beating them because yeah. they are competing against Mercedes. Mercedes yep. have a much wider car range, obviously, yeah. but Ferrari want to be able to say we're number one, we're yeah. the we're the sexiest, we're the hottest, we're the best manufacturer, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and now that you're seeing Porsche lock out Le Mans, um, yep. they had the top four cars, I think. Uh, no, top two, I think. Or oh, top two, and there was a third and they had the fourth. Yeah. Um, Porsche looking pretty good especially yeah. because Audi I think filled the other spots yep. um, obviously being under the same banner mm. so they're getting a lot of strength from there and there's really only a few um, top tier racing series these days there's a yeah. lot of second tier ones yeah. um, you know you got DTM British Touring Cars yeah, NASCAR's like to second wheels. tier because the car on the track isn't really anything related to the road Yeah, um, not that F1 is terribly related but at least you get the
0: marquee um, halo effect. Yeah, and I mean, you've got you got you know you start off on a red light for Formula One. So yeah, I start off a red lights all the time on the main road. And <laughs> it's like a countdown, and lights are out. Yeah, and you have to turn right sometimes. Yeah, that's true.
1: But um, oh, Ferrari, coming from the Schumacher era, they haven't really been able to get much in the way. They've never thre- threatened a title since then, I don't think.
0: Yeah, Fernando, two thousand ten, almost won it, I think. Coming in the yeah. last race, it was him, Weber, Vettel. Yeah, but he was coming through on talent. It wasn't the car. Yeah, but he always won it, won it for him on talent, so you got to give him credit for that. Oh, absolutely. Like like, it's phenomenal
1: driver. But mm. um, the car was second rate. It was only the fact that. Yeah, it Alonso was never the, was the best out. car. It was just Alonso behind the wheel. Um,
0: but it's an important part of the car.
1: Well, absolutely. I couldn't drive it like uh, anywhere near those guys. I'd, yeah. I'd love to give it a crack. Yeah. Um, I don't know it'd last very long. In
0: the- and, and especially compounding problems like that is when they make a mistake today, like they did in the pits with Vettel. Like, Vettel got a good start. Um, so did Massa, who came up behind him real quick, and he had to cover him on the inside line, which um, sort of distracted him from what was going on uh, ahead, gave him something to think about, and good control, have a very lonely race in third spot until the right rear wheel nut nah, wouldn't go on probably, apparently cross-threaded. Um, I think added about 30 seconds to his pit stop time and put Massa ahead of him, which he, he just couldn't claw it back. Yeah, and
1: I'm not a massive Vettel fan, but um, never like to see a, a race place be decided in the pits. Yeah. Uh, from, not from a mistake. Like, yeah. if you have yeah. a good pit strategy, so be it. That's better for you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when you get, to, especially machine failure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he could have reached for a different gun. Maybe it was going to take too long. Maybe he thought it would be done with just a, he was whacking it. The pit guy yeah. in the end but um, I'm sure Mercedes will look over that and someone will probably get executed
0: yeah well they were showing the actual thread on the um, nuts afterwards and it's only a couple of couple of turns that it takes so they were saying that it's very easy to cross thread it if that makes sense mm. because it only goes in so far and you only know it's cross threaded until it's all the way in then you have gotta take it off put it in yeah. not again adjust the wheel um, so a River Benny went a bit mental about it. <laughs> he's bloody stupid wheel nuts. That's the first thing when I change and all that business. But I think Vettel's actually grown on me this season. I think because he's not under pressure, so you can be a bit more relaxed. In you don't see sort of the bitchiness coming out, yeah. which is just inevitable when you've got two drivers in one team fighting for a, the a championship-winning car.
1: And also, you know, Raikkonen with zero fucks to give, you're yep. not really going to get much fiery. Yep, a fireworks there. He's going to be like, well, Sebastian beat you.
0: Yes, yes, yep. he did,
1: but. uh... You know, for sure, I will keep driving, and, uh, you know, uh, we will just keep going. Yeah. So are you angry?
0: Oh, yeah, no. Well, apparently, he wasn't very happy about um, his spin. He kind of blamed it on the map settings and that, and had a bit of a rant, and stormed off out of the team before he came back to answer all the questions. But, I mean, what can you do? You're sitting later here in the car, you're driving it, you got to make sure it goes straight. I mean, the best interview, I thought, was Buttons when they interviewed him, and he yeah. flat out
1: said, you know, it's it's not good having a, a terrible weekend and having to do the interviews with yeah. you guys, yep. but uh, all the guys back in the factory see that, so you've got to be positive. Yeah. you <laughs> pretty that- much said, would you get the fuck out of my face? Yeah,
0: and that's the good thing. Sort of, from McLaren, there's a couple of people who, like, I hate Ron Dennis's interviews, because I think most of what he says is just complete bullshit. You'll see him, and he'll stutter, and try and wordsmith his way around an answer that might be difficult... But then you have people like um, Jonathan Neal and Jensen who give just honest, straight-up answers to their questions and let the fans know what's really going on. And I think Jonathan Neal nailed, nailed on the head. Uh, I think it was a Canada race. He had a post-race um, interview with DC and Eddie Irvine and the fellows over at um, BBC. And he was talking about how they want to get away from the corporate image they've somehow created because McLaren has always been you know, uh, a racing team and... Uh, built by racers for racers kind of thing and so being honest and telling them what's really going on is sort of part of that that you know that process but I think just sort of run Dennis is somehow turned into the corporate bloke and well money will do that yeah but like, I mean, he's an uh, engineer and a racer so
1: yeah but he's from also from back in the day obscenely wealthy
0: um, and and he did do very well for their um, commercial uh, side of things as well
1: it's amazing how it's easier to get out of touch with a common man when you have nothing in common with
0: them. Yep, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, I don't think uh, Ron Dennis has been worried about how he's going to pay the gas bill for a while.
0: No, no. So I'd like to see him um, just tell him, you know, if you're doing really good at our commercial side of things, so you take care of that and bring Ross Braun back. And I think it'll be probably the only thing that would tempt Ross Brawn back, um, be the final feather in his cap for Formula One, if he could bring the British McLaren. who well, actually not British anymore, are they? Well, British enough. Yeah, British enough. They're British heritage, so bring them back to the to the front of Formula One. I think it'd be a nice fitting end to his Formula One career. Although it has been said, that Christian Horner suggested they have a sort of external F1 consultant to help direct where f ones going to go. And Ross Braun's name was brought up for that as well, but I think that's just all talk. I don't think anything happened of it. I don't think we need more consultants because we've got you've got uh, you know
1: FIA involved, you've got FOM involved, you've yeah. got. Um, obviously the rights holders involved and now you've got the strategy group and you've got the future group and yep. everyone's kind of saying what needs to be done. Yep. If you want close races, just um, have like a, a 10-year period where you don't change the rules. Yeah. Then everyone else is going to catch up. I think that's better than changing it every second year. Yeah. Uh, because the more you change it, the less teams want to get involved. They're like, well, exactly. i spend, you know $500 million developing an engine yep. and then you're just going to make it redundant. Yeah. Uh, what's the point? Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, now, how many engine manufacturers are looking at getting into F1? There's buckle. Yeah, um, well. Especially when Honda's come in now just and there's a so now, there, isn't there? Um, still talk mainly. If Renault drop out, then all of a sudden, you know, you've got chassis that need engines and oh, manufacturers can charge what the fuck they want. Yeah.
0: It's just a
1: matter Compare of that to Formula E, where you've got eight new fucking constructors coming in next year. Mm. Eight. Um, I don't know that uh, F one's ever had a constructors come in in a year. I mean, granted, it's easy at the start of a series, yeah, but um, I think that that would be something they'd have to notice. They'd have to go and say, "Well, how the fuck are these guys able to get emerging technology so uh, so much more interesting than we have?" And I think they've just embraced social media a lot better.
0: Yeah, well, also their teams probably cost you know tenth or the cost mm-hmm. to. To race for a season, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about FE later
1: just because that is setting up to be such a fucking awesome finish that it deserves its own podcast. Yeah, we'll do a separate one first, but yeah. um, yeah, I mean, with this race, I think it just showed that Mercedes are still the best engine going around, Ferrari's still a little bit off. Um, I, I do want to see them come back with it, but I, I don't see them winning
0: pure races for this season, yeah. Well, the thing is, there's not going to be many people winning races this season besides Mercedes, and the best action is always going to be in the midfield. Like, even with this race, I think pretty much from what, fifth down to just about 12th, it was exciting racing. Mm. I mean, Ericsson was in it for a little while, but I mean, he was an interesting one where he had a false start and then had to stop, and (laughs) in that time, the lights had gone red, so he just backed up all the teams behind him, and that's what kind of. Got everyone slammed into each other and those accidents between uh, Kvyat and Perez and Rakanen and and Alonso. And then you had NASA who had some exciting wheel-to-wheel racing with the Toro Rosso's and the Lotus. And I think there was some really good, exciting racing. It was funny at the end where, I mean, Lewis had got his his five-second penalty for crossing the white lines at the exit. We haven't talked about that yet, but that's a fucking rookie mistake. Yeah, it is. It's just lack of concentration. Um, I didn't see uh, the external footage of it, so I'm not sure if he was taking off a tear-away ter- ter- strip off his visor or anything, or if just what didn't pay attention. But, um... Yeah. I think part of it would be frustration, just because of that...
1: Five, uh, like, uh, the pit stop didn't go as quick as you'd probably hope. It wasn't a bad one, but it was okay. Um And he just... He is a competitor. He wants to get out as soon as possible, and I reckon just uh, had a bit of an eye on the car and not much on the road.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, after... Um, Ericsson eventually did get going his car just shut itself down the straight um, not long after the incident with um, Button yeah, and, that's right. button, his screen went black yeah shut down he's like I've lost everything and pretty much just a reboot and then he went away again yeah, I think forgot.
1: that was the uh, punch the fucking thing yeah, he had a punch yeah. and it fired back up again he's like, uh, yeah. I'm back so I'm he's blew. opened the
0: CD slot and just blew in it and there <laughs> <laughs> you go and I mean and that was the crazy thing as well was the, as soon as Jensen went in to serve his pit stop or his drive through or whatever the fuck it was. I know it was almost like the team gave him gastro or something and came out just driving a little fucking fart box around.
1: Yeah, that thing sounded terrible.
0: Didn't it? And then, yeah, immediately had to retire, capping off a really shit day for McLaren and hopefully testing this week goes a lot better for him because they need the time on the track.
1: Well, everyone but Ferrari and Mercedes-powered cars need yeah. more testing. Um, I don't think they can fix that easily. I think it's just going to be a matter of time. Yeah. Um, I know Red
0: Bull have had the quit threats going around for 900-odd times. Yeah. Um, The other interesting thing for the race was the battles that Verstappen had. Um, He had a bit of a moment there with Maldonado and a really good battle, I thought, in the middle.
1: (laughs) I would not want to see any driver battle with Maldonado just because he's crazy.
0: Yeah, but it was funny with with Lewis already having his five-second penalty added on, he had to get in front of Nico by five seconds in order to win the race. And you can see him they're coming up on the battle of Verstappen and Maldonado. And surely Lewis had a no then goes, Well, I'm not get mixed up in these two, so mm. fuck that. I'll just sit behind these and Nico can take this race. Um but yeah, I thought Verstappen held his own and Maldonado mean I didn't expect these two to be able to finish the race together while they're fighting. I thought they might finish together, but I yeah. thought they'd finished
1: into each other together.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it almost happened. Maldonado got pretty out of shape um, chasing him down. It was almost like a skeletric car. You know, the front axle was <laughs> yeah. railed to the to the road, and the rear wheels just flopping about as you take the corners.
1: Uh, honestly, I I don't think Maldonado should be an F one. Nah. Uh, I don't think
0: he'd be driving a race car anymore.
1: No. I I think uh, put him in a cage, like uh, send him into DTM or
0: I don't know. I'm sure Speedway. there's a Brazilian stock car. Put him on it's speedway where, you know, you can drive sideways the whole way around. Mm. In the f- sprint cars.
1: Yeah, he probably does. Actually, he would be a brilliant drift racer. Yep. Just uh, give him a car that had a pretty loose rear end and tell him to go nuts. <laughs> He'd find a way to be able to go more nuts than anyone else, I'm sure. Actually, he could be replaced with Jeremy Clarkson. That would be entertaining as fuck. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that? Yeah, Here, here's a golf cart fucking crash. I say, who's going to give him a car, <laughs> and who's going to insure <laughs> that car? <laughs> yeah, all the sponsors would have their names on it upside down, <laughs> yeah, because you know that's where it's going to fucking end up.
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, that was about all the action from the what is it? Russia, no, fucking Russia, Austria. Austria. Austria, Austrian Grand Prix at the Red Bull Ring. Uh, it was a, a fast circuit that suited uh, Mercedes engines. Um, Danny Ricardo still managed to get his way into the points, so that was good. Well, the
1: interesting thing too. At- because Rosberg won and narrows the gap to only ten points. Yeah, and yet I
0: still don't feel like there's tension about it. No, and are there any retirements yet between the two Mercedes drivers? No, I haven't seen any. So you have to think, sure, there's only one for a season. Well, yeah, you never and know, I mean, ten points—that's the difference in making a lead change or getting out of you know a one race sort of window. Hmm. Um, looking
1: down the results so far, it's pretty much team by team. So you got Mercedes in yep. position one. Ferrari in position two, Williams in three, Red Bull in four, and then it gets a little bit messy with uh, Hülkenberg punching above his weight with the Force India, and then you got Grosjean in the Lotus, uh, Nasser in the Sauber, then Perez, Maldonado, Verstappen, Sainz. I do think um, heading further along, Tor- uh, Toro Rosso
0: could get up and maybe threaten a little bit more uh, the Lotus team. Well, they've got a big um, upgrade package ready to in the works for Silverstone, I think. Hmm. So that should be very interesting.
1: Well, yeah, and I think they might, uh, a few races, a few more races, threaten the senior team. Yeah. Which, if you're running the team, that's brilliant. Yeah. Because, you know, even though there's not supposed to be much cross pollination between the two, at the end of the season,
0: it definitely it, is, it's yeah. health leather. Yeah. Like, you can flat out steal people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, including do. drivers. Yeah, well, there was that whole big Spygate scandal with Ferrari and yeah. McLaren where they said, well, you may as well just have this old mate. Yeah. <laughs> but here we go. Um, with that, though. Kvyat, how do you think he's gone? Um, Look, I think he's sort of hasn't had the torch on his ass as much as you would expect, just because um, Renault have been the target for Red Bull Mm. as opposed to Kvyat. But hey, look, he did get criticised very heavily by Helmut Marko, and since then he has responded, you know, enough I think to to keep it doing, But Verstappen up his ass is really sort of well, not just Verstappen because Ricardo's got thirty six
1: points. Yep, Um, Kvyat's only got nineteen. 17 points difference is a fair whack. Yeah. Um, you're not going to make that up all at once, especially not in a race winning car. Yeah. Holkenberg, I reckon, is going to score a lot more points this year. Yeah. Uh, especially, he's riding a, a massive wave at the moment, and he would just be pumped up. Yeah. Um, at the end of the season, you've got Ricardo sitting, say, 6, 7, 8, whatever, somewhere around there. Yep. But, you know, you've got uh, Nasser on 16, Grosjean on 17. If they pop up above him, And all of a sudden, you've got Kabir down in 13th. Yep. There's a lot of pressure. It is, yeah. And there's no reason why drivers have to stick on to the end of the year. Yep. So, he'll get this year. Um, There's no reason for them to get rid of him in his first year. But if he's not at least up with Ricardo by midway through the next year, uh, 2016, I reckon you could very easily see Sainz Jr. pop in there. They probably wouldn't put Verstappen in there because he's too fucking young. But...
0: um, Sainz has been doing pretty well. He has, and Sainz has had a little bit more consistency as well. Hmm. So He does seem a bit more professional. Yeah. Look, they're, they're both very talented drivers. Sainz, yeah, just a little more control. To me, Verstappen's yeah. more exciting and probably has more long-term
1: potential. Yeah. Just because, you know, he hasn't even got hair on his nuts yet. Yeah. But um, you wouldn't put him in the A-team just yet. Give him two or three seasons uh, and then you could see something from him. Yeah. But for his development, I could really see... You know, something like Sainz going to Red Bull senior team. Yep. Kvyat pissing off somewhere else. Yeah. And if they could steal, say, a, a button or uh, someone who knows how to develop a car, yep. they probably would do that. Um, probably not Raikkonen, but, you know, steal someone, pop them in there. Hulkenberg, uh, especially, would be a, a good target to have.
0: Yeah, well, apparently Haas are targeting Hulkenberg as well. Bit um, of Ferrari backing there. Since Hulkenberg... Mm-hmm. Um, they thought he was going to be the favourite to get the Ferrari gig um, when they gave it to Raikkonen, I think. so.
1: Yeah, I, I, you'd have to think they're not getting value from Raikkonen, really.
0: No, but I mean, if they can get a championship out of it with Vettel and, and that, if it ain't broke, then don't fix it. So they could just be happy with Raikkonen firing his feet and Vettel might maybe winning them a driver's championship or helping them to develop a car until they get a, a team that can get a team championship.
1: Honestly, I think if they put Hulkenberg uh, in there next season, they'd see a lot better return than keeping on Raikkonen. Because yeah. there's always the risk you lose Hulkenberg, uh, and he yeah. is an A grade talent. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, you're, you're in F1, so there's not many duds on there. there yeah, that's exactly right. Up. Um, the the problem with some of the teams, like uh, especially Marussia, you've got Stevens and Mary. I have yep. no idea what they're like as drivers. No, uh, you're driving around in a fucking golf cart. Um, you just you never get a chance to show anything
0: yeah that's it I mean you see them fight against each other and you, all you can do is go back to what they've done in the other series that's mm. about it which I mean they were both good so I no well, know they've got talent but
1: yeah but it's different like uh, we saw Ricardo and Senna driving HRT yeah uh, it was a dog of a car but it was a chance to get a guy from a lower league yeah F1 experience yeah um while they're tr- essentially trying out for a better side. Yeah, exactly. But Stevens, married. I don't think they've got any links. Uh, that, you know, Obviously, Marussia being Ferrari-powered, they've got links with Ferrari. But I don't think the drivers are on reserve lists for anyone. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we
0: should double-check that.
1: Well, I haven't heard anything about it, no, and no. they haven't really shown anything. We're past that as a fact now. Yeah. Uh, well, right. if they are linked with Ferrari senior teams... Uh, they're probably not going to get a gig. <laughs> they don't seem very interested. Um, but, and even if you're you know, one of the second tier uh, Ferrari teams. W- would you be interested?
0: I, I really don't see it. Well, the thing is with Haas, don't, I don't think they're gonna, Haas are going to struggle for sponsorship being, you know, the sole US team. Mm. So I don't think they're going to be less sort of necessary for pay drivers to go to because I think they should be all right. And I mean, they've got different categories to pull resources from as well. So,
1: Well, you have to think, in the past it's been important to have a local driver. Yeah. Um, but you still need the right driver. The only uh, F1 driver from America in recent memory would be Scott Speed. Uh, they've got Alexander Rossi in there at the moment. I think he's
0: reserve driver. Yeah, he summer. is the
1: one that I reckon they should chase uh, yep. dramatically because he is damn fast. Yeah, um, I would love to see him
0: at least be in the conversation. But I'm pretty sure he, they'll, they'll definitely be looking into him. Um, could be, it could be a matter of if he wants to go there too? He could have other offers on the table. But well, he's looking quite sense. good at the moment. Like he's yeah. been
1: getting results. Yeah, but uh, you know. There are so many decent drivers out there, even flying around in Formula E. Yeah,
0: WEC as well. Yeah, the,
1: there's so much potential. Yeah,
0: um, and the thing is, I'd like to see those three categories get on almost a, a sort of an even playing field. By by what I mean is that drivers uh, can sort of, you know. To, um, change between these leagues and have them all be just as relevant just as valid you know what I mean it's not like going up or down a league it's just going to a, a different league that's considered just as exciting well you used to be able to do that
1: Yeah. Um, they called it the Triple Crown the yeah. World Endurance uh, I think it was IndyCar and F1
0: yeah. but especially with pay drivers now I want to see the level of talent across those two three to be very similar so that you can cross between those three leagues and not suffer too much um, uh, loss in the talent in the competition you're facing. So, you know, you can pretty much interchange drivers across those three leagues and you're going to be facing that same, similar, tough competition. Well, I think the only way you'll see that
1: is if teams compete across the competition. Yep. Because, you know, if you're paying a guy 100 million bucks over a few seasons, yeah. you're not going to risk him crashing out if he's going with someone else.
0: Yeah, but, I, I don't mean like crossing the same season. I mean where if your contract runs out of Ferrari, then someone might poach you from, you know, WEC or someone's going to poach you from... Um, uh, Formula E, not oh, like yeah. not like you know, where you only go to those if you don't have any option in Formula One.
1: You mean like they do with rugby? You've got the NRL, yeah, the yeah. ARL, and you know, that, yeah. European, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, no, I can see that happening. I think um, at the moment the the top tier races are you know well established. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the the triple crown of racing I was talking about earlier, the Indy five hundred, the twenty four Le Mans, and the Monaco Grand Prix, mm-hmm. and it used to be. Drivers would compete in all three. Um, yeah. The only bloke who's done all three and one yep. is Graham Hill. Um, he could drive a bit. Oh, you
0: know he's he's not bad.
1: But uh, if there's one crowning achievement, it's got to be the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah, twenty-four hour Le Mans is brilliant, but I I really can't imagine anyone sits down and watches all of it.
0: And that and you, you got two other people driving your car. Yeah, sure. so you know it's really as far as individual achievements go. I think Monaco takes it. Um because it's a fucking bonkers track to drive <laughs> Like, I'm one of our, I think it was on the Monaco podcast, I put a video up on our website of um, people going around that track when it's not an F1 track. Mm. And you look at it and you're like, How the f-? like, who goes here, looks at this bit of street and goes, fuck yes, we'll drive an F1 car through here. Yeah, it's so a shit ton of money.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I do think going forward, it
1: makes sense for uh, teams to split themselves across different areas. Yeah. So, you know, if you're... Even um, oh, if you're Mercedes, say, why not have a, a WEC team? Like you, you don't have to have um, completely different facilities even. You yeah. can have the shared facilities. Sharing a wind tunnel alone yeah. is worth so much. Um, I think the
0: only pro- really opposition to that is that, sorry, for that to happen, is that they've really got to figure out how to bring the costs of Formula 1 down so that that money can be put into a series like that. I think that's what's really killing us from achieving that. Well, it, Actually, it wouldn't make much sense for just Mercedes to do it, but for a marquee, like, uh, say if you're
1: the VW group. Yeah, yeah. Have Porsche and Audi over in um, WEC. Yep. In F1, you have um, Lamborghini, I believe is one of theirs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Under their marquee. Have Lamborghini going around the track. Yeah, yeah, they because Audi own Lamborghini and VW own Audi. I think that's right, yeah? I think so, because yeah. the Audi R8 and the Leg Mini Gallardo are pretty much the same car. Yeah, Mary.
0: yeah. That's right, like, because um, the Lamborghini was beating the Audi... So, how, we, how do you want he went, Well, we'll just chuck that engine in the R8. Fuck it. Pretty much. <laughs> so, they did. Honestly, I think the R8's a gorgeous car. Yeah. But um, I, I think if you had that, if you had uh,
1: sort of sister teams yeah. between series, yeah. you might see drivers go back and forth a bit more. Yep. Uh, which I think would be fantastic because people follow drivers yeah. more than they follow teams, I believe.
0: It could be a way to also support independent teams like uh, Salber and Force India. Let's say if Sauber dropped out of Formula 1 but went into um, Formula E and had a sister partnership with Force India who are in Formula 1.
1: Well, it, it shocks me that Williams hasn't done that considering their yeah. abilities with the electronics and the um, energy recovery systems. Yeah, It seems like them not having a presence in Formula E is baffling to me.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably just terms in the cash. I think it's definitely something they would have looked at, um, but I think Frank, as long as Frank's alive, Formula One's going to be what they're in. But looking to the future, if that becomes too expensive and it really does become a, a manufacturer series, I think they'd slot right into Formula E and be really successful. I can't see them dropping out of Formula One, but I could certainly see them running
1: both. Yep. Um especially because it'd be a great way to test your drivers coming through. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But um, yeah, well, we'll go on to the next race. Uh, they're heading across to... Going to Britain. Going to, ah, Silverstone. Yep, they're going to Silverstone. I actually don't mind Silverstone.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a you know it's a good track, and it's not just going to be the long straight and corners that I've been used to with Canada and uh, Red Bull rings, so the pack should be a bit closer together. Yeah, I like it too, because there's quite a few um, question mark turns. Yeah, and they've added a few in in the last few years, haven't they? Mm. It's been heavily renovated, um, brought up to speed.
1: Sort of ones where you can do the, the late dive yep. uh, on the inside and then the next turn you're straight away on the outside so it doesn't work so well. Yep. Or you can go on the outside and hope to keep the position yeah. uh, on the inside on the next corner. And those are sort of passes that I like to see because you, yeah. it really depends on who attacks and who defends better. Yep. And
0: you've got to have a real sense of where the grip is too if you're mm. on alpha mm. line
1: like that. Yeah, and drivers' ability to counter-attack. Because I think diving out in the middle on a, a standard corner... It's not really a pass, because all you're doing is diving and then breaking and hoping the guy doesn't crash into you. Yeah. But if you're able to dive in, keep your line a little bit, and get that little bit ahead so the next corner, even though you're on the outside, you're okay, yeah. then you've earned that pass. Yeah. Or, opposite, if you've gone around the outside first, but kept enough speed up that you've got the inside line for the next corner, you've earned that pass as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Silverstone does
0: reward the daring. Yeah, and I mean, being in England, it's a good chance of rain, so yes. that makes it a bit more lively. Um Interesting. This one is the only race that's operated by a drivers' club. It's owned by the British Racing Drivers' Club. That's called BRDC. Is that what they called? I think so. But yeah, it's not actually funded by the state or anything. Yeah, the yeah. racing being a, drivers' being a, club,
1: a British members' club. It could just as easily be like a, a weird gimp fetish sort of group. What, like the MCC? Yes, absolutely, like <laughs> the MCC. Um, I think these days they've stopped people signing up their kids when they're born, just because you know they don't want too many. Because sacrifices. Max Mosley's there, so... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so.
0: But, um, yeah, look, I think this will be actually quite good. Yeah, this should be the uh, start of some exciting races again. And hopefully more interesting stuff happening on track than off track. Yeah,
1: I, I still can't see anyone of Mercedes winning. Nah. But, um,
0: you know, it'll
1: be... The only painful part is if Hamilton wins, the British media are just going to fucking lose their jizz again. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a tough tough race to take that out of Lewis's hands, though. Yeah. I... I don't I don't see Rosberg doing it again. No. So, I'm tipping Lewis. Yeah, but I do think we will see a few surprises. I would expect Hulkenberg to bump up, and I think you could see Bottas on the podium as well. So, I'd say Lewis 1, Rosberg 2, Bottas yeah. 3.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I reckon those sister Mercedes teams will struggle with um, a track that's got a bit more aero advantage on it. So, I'm going Mercedes. I think Lewis will get there. I reckon we will definitely see Nico in second, and actually now I'm going Vettel second, and um, yeah, probably Nico third. Mm. Oh, it'll be interesting
1: anyway. Um, yeah. I think the big fight will be from well, probably third back to about eighth. Yeah. Um, and the one to keep your eye on would have to be um, Toro Rosso to see how they do. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they can. Really rattle Red Bull a little bit more, yep. especially be bringing- if Red Bull get penalties. Um, you can see uh, Ricardo and Kvyat under some pressure. Which Ricardo hasn't really been under pressure for a long time. Everything no. he's done has been a bonus. If you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, beating Vettel last season that was a bonus because I didn't expect it. Yep. Um, scoring a few points this year it's been a bonus because they've got a dog of an engine. Yeah, and Exactly. You know their aero packaging hasn't been great either. Yep. But uh, if your sister team's beating you you got issues and at the moment they're fairly well ahead but another couple of poor races and they're going to be struggling yep definitely um, which is fantastic for all concerned yeah but uh, yeah so that'll be on 5th of July uh, it's in the UK so I think it'll be a 2am start over here yeah, somewhere like that which will be fucking fun yep um, so yeah we'll do a, a rundown on that we'll probably release that the um, Tuesday uh, Wednesday after the race so uh, we'll see you back here then.
0: Yeah, and don't forget we're doing your uh, Formula One spe- uh, Formula E special for their, um, what was the ultimate round? Yeah, yeah, final round. Yeah,
1: final final two rounds, a double header at London, and there's six drivers in the championship in contention for the championship because they've got points for pole and points for fastest lap. Yep. I think that's fucking brilliant because it means that if there's two guys who are looking, you know, pretty much like it, he doesn't have to pass on the track. He just has to do a faster time, yeah. Which um, I think makes for fucking exciting racing. If you've got two drivers not so concerned about position, but damn fucking concerned about getting the fastest lap time,
0: and it's a championship on the line, so yeah, I think it's set up to be brilliant.
1: So that's next week. Tune in for that because you will not regret it. So next week or this weekend? No, this weekend. Sorry, fucked yeah. it up.
0: <laughs> so that'll be out like next couple of days. Yeah. Alright, peace.
1: Sal. No idea what the fuck is Sal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>